Hey everyone, welcome to this week's message from Greenville Vineyard. Uh, you're joining us in the fourth of our messages on Advent this year. And so this Advent, we've been looking at how God blesses us through the birth of Jesus at Christmas and how we've been, we've been talking a lot about how we have to actually learn how to receive these blessings. And the analogy we've been using is that God's blessings are a little like the gifts under your tree. You know, they're only really enjoyed and really ours once we pick them up, open them, and begin to use them and experience them. And so very much that's the same with the kingdom of God. God has all these gifts and promises for us, these blessings, and they're ours to access, but we actually have to actively go after them and receive them in a sense. And so we have been looking at how do we do that? How do we receive these blessings of, of, of God and how do we... How do we live through life, uh, living them out and then pouring them into other people as well? This week, I really want to invite you to receive the blessing of the Prince of Peace. You know, we talk about Christmas being the season of peace and goodwill. And, but the question is, is, do most people actually experience peace and goodwill in between Thanksgiving and Christmas? I think there's a little bit more goodwill around than normal, but I don't know if many people experience peace. I think most people are stressed out, running around, getting those last minute gifts. They're paying for gifts with credit cards that they're wondering about how they're gonna pay those credit cards off in the following months ahead. They're trying to get their kids to all those year-end functions. Not so much this year with COVID, but generally speaking up until this point in time, anybody's got kids, they're running to this function at school, that function at school, then there's this fundraiser and that fundraiser. Um, then, as well as that, they're arranging family get-togethers, trying to travel from one state to the other, or whatever it is. And so the list goes on. Lots of things needing to be done. People trying to make the season just perfect. And so they're stressing themselves out to get that stuff done, chasing that perfection. And in a sense, they're chasing peace. They're trying to get everything aligned, everything into its proper place so that they can enjoy the peace and the, the season of Christmas fully. And what they end up finding is that all this busyness in the, sen in the end robs them of that peace. And so when they hit Christmas Day or when they get towards those last few days, they're hoping that the peace is just going to come to them and land on them at that moment. Maybe some people do, but most people find that they don't get that peace. Because the thing is, the peace of God, the peace of the kingdom, is something that has to be chosen. It has to be consciously and actively received. And that's what we want to look at today. So uh, before I get into our reading from Isaiah chapter 9 this morning, why don't you bow your head and pray with me briefly. Lord, thank you so much for the Christmas season. Thank you for Jesus. Thank you for the Prince of Peace. Just as we go through this passage today and just think about what you bring to us, Lord Jesus, would you help us to have peace? Would you show each one of us what we need to do to enter into your peace, to receive that blessing that you are holding out for us to take? Guide my words today, let them be from you. In Jesus' name I ask, God Almighty, amen. Amen. So I'm going to open, read from uh, Isaiah chapter 9, and I'm going to start from verse 1. Uh, you can read along in your own Bible, but the words are going to come up on the screen. You can follow along that way too. And it says this, a few hundred years before Jesus came into being, it says, Nevertheless, the time of darkness and despair will not go on forever. The land of Zebulun and Naphtali will be humbled. 
But there will be a time in the future when Galilee of the Gentiles, which lies along the road that runs between the Jordan and the sea, will be filled with glory. The people who walk in darkness will see a great light. For those who live in the land of deep darkness, a light will shine. You will enlarge the nation of Israel and its people will rejoice. They will rejoice before you as people rejoice at the harvest and like warriors dividing the plunder. For you will break the yoke of their slavery and lift the heavy burden from their shoulders. You will break the oppressor's rod just as you did when you destroyed the army of Midian. The boots of the warrior and the uniforms, blood stained by war, will all be burned. They will be fuel for the fire. For a child is born to us, a son is given to us. The government will rest on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. His government and its peace will never end. He will rule with fairness and justice from the throne of his ancestor David for all eternity. The passionate commitment of the Lord of Heaven's army, armies sorry, will make this happen. So we have this wonderful promise in the Old Testament. Isaiah had, had uh, prophesied to Israel at a time when God was very displeased with them. There a lot of idolatry, a lot of oppression, uh, just a lot of worshipping of money over God. And he, he, he begins the whole, the whole book of talking about how judgment is coming. God is going to use Assyria and foreign nations to come and bring judgment to them. And it's all this calling them to repent. But, you know, the Israelites' hearts, hearts get hardened. And as, as Isaiah, Isaiah is talking about all these different judgments, he begins to throw these things in. He's like, yeah, you will be judged, but at some point in the future, something is going to happen that is going to change the game. Something is going to happen that is going to get you into the peace of God. You're going to know that shalom. You're going to know that flourishing that God desires to give to you. And so at Christmas, we learn this. Jesus comes to bring us peace. Jesus came to give us and the people of Israel new life. The world was and still is in chaos. And this chaos consumes, destroys and corrupts people on a daily basis. And back in biblical times, God had reached out to Israel to pave the way to peace, to show the nations the kingdom, to show them that there was a better way. But they, they struggled to live that out. They struggled to live up to the agreement that they'd made with God. And they just kept breaking faith. And ultimately, they never, ever really fully entered into his peace. But God had a bigger plan and they were a part of it. And he knew that one day that the way was going to come about. And so into this story of struggle, into the story of unfaithfulness of humanity, God reveals his fix-all plan, and that is a baby born to a virgin at Christmas time. And through Isaiah, he declares that he is sending this Prince of Peace, this Emmanuel, this God with us, one who will take away Israel's and ours, Gentiles, the sin, and thus restoring the relationship not just between Israel and God, but between all humanity and God, and thus the way to peace is reopened again and peace is far more accessible, far more attainable because the blood of Jesus covers us since there's no more this up and down, up and down, having to deal with the nation's identity in God. Now all the nations are welcome to come in to the kingdom.
And so this isn't just a peace that uh, ends hostility between God and man and causes us to be reconciled to him and even reconciled to one another as human beings. But it's a peace that is way deeper than that. It's one that permeates our very being and helps us to be at peace with ourselves too, where we understand who we are, who we were made to be. We have what uh, the old the old Jewish word is shalom. We have that peace that is uh, all is well with my soul type of being. And it is deep, it becomes a part of us and we begin to exude peace. We become peaceful people. And that peace, the New Testament clearly teaches us once Jesus bursts onto the scene, is only found when we surrender to Jesus fully because that is the only way to be in full relationship with God is to be in Jesus. And that is the road to peace. That is the road to life. That is the road to reconciliation. That is the road to restoring your identity, something that's very apt in our modern society, especially in the West right now. People are just having an identity crisis. People don't know who they are and they don't know what they've been created to be. And they're chasing after all these urges of their body and they're allowing the urges of their bodies to dictate their identity. But that's not what identity is. Identity is something that is created and we have to find it and discover it. And it can only be discovered in full surrender to Jesus, in full, in, in full acceptance of his gospel. And so as we are, are going through this and we're finding that this is the only place to find that peace, once we find Jesus, we enter into that relationship, we have to understand our next point, and it's this. Peace comes with trust. You know, a lack of peace in the, in the follower of Jesus is most often a, a revelation of the fact that that person is not trusting in Jesus. How do I know that? Well, let's look over at John chapter 14 quickly, and it says this from verse 1. Don't let your hearts be troubled. This is Jesus talking. He's talking to his disciples. He's, he's, he's discussing with them the fact that he's going to be dying and going to heaven, right? He's saying, don't let your hearts be troubled. Trust in God and trust also in me. There is more than enough room in my father's home. If this were not so, would I have told you that I'm going to prepare a place for you? When everything is ready, I will come and get you so that you will always be with me where I am. And you know the way to where I'm going. And then Jesus begin, he has a bit of back and forth with his disciples and he explains to them that he is the way, the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father but by him. And Will spoke about that last week. So if you want to catch up on that, if you're on Facebook, just look at the message below. Or if you're on YouTube, just go to our channel. You'll find it there. And so what we find with Jesus making that statement to his disciples, it's this, is that true peace is a matter of the heart. It is our inner disturbance. It's our spiritual state of chaos that unsettles us and takes us away from God's peace. And it also unsettles everyone and everything around us. We become people of, of, of anxiety. We become people that, that, that are just causing strife and, and, and causing discomfort and just causing, uh, causing unease wherever we go because we're not at peace. And Jesus knew this about human beings. We, he knew that we're always struggling. We're always struggling to find peace. We're always full of worry and, and all these things. And so he saw it in his 12 friends as he's talking to them about returning to the Father. They're freaking out because like he's the leader. What are they going to do when he's gone? And as he's talking to them, he's saying to them, he's, he's telling them to not let their hearts be troubled. And so when he says, don't let your hearts be troubled, he's saying, look, turn away from the trouble and, put, and, and choose trust instead. Trust 
Jesus. Trust God. Trust that he's got the best for you. And when you are able to trust, you find that peace follows shortly after it. Trust is key to experiencing and living in peace. Such simple words, aren't they? I mean, they make sense. They're easy to understand. I mean, trust. If you trust God fully, you'll be at peace. It's, it's a no-brainer. If only it was that easy to put into practice. I don't know about you, but, you know, whatever life throws at me, I, I go through my moments where I'm like, oh, I don't know how I'm going to deal with this issue. Um, I've got this project that I need to do. I've got this is going on at church. I've got this facility issue that's happening. And I begin to get anxious about it. I begin to worry. I, I get frustrated. And COVID has done that to a lot of us. I know a lot of pastors that have freaked out throughout the COVID season because they just don't know how to do the ministry that they've always done before because all, all the restrictions and, and, and all the stuff has kind of thrown their normal operation, their normal way of doing what they do well just out the window. And so a lot of anxiety, a lot of stress. And even those of us who know the answer, we know that the answer is trusting in God and finding his way through every crisis, is that we still have to go through our own little mental paradigm of sitting down and having our pep talk, talking to our friend pastors, telling them what we're worried about and say, hey, help me through this, pray for me. It reminds me that I just need to put my trust in God because that is where the peace is. And so this is, this is important. Uh, this is where the body of Christ comes in. This is where your friends, your Christian friends come in. This is where confession is important, where when you're struggling to trust, when you're full of anxiety, you've got to phone someone that you know cares about you and you say, hey, I'm really struggling at the moment. I'm not at peace. I'm struggling to put my trust in Jesus at this moment in time with this issue in my life or with my job or with what's going on with my kids or whatever, whatever your struggle may be. And uh, you talk to people, and what do they do? What does the body of Christ do? They encourage us. They pray for us. They call us up, say, how's that going? Oh, it's been going bad this week, or I'm doing a lot better this week. We have to be in that community. That community is key to helping us build our trust up for Jesus. But, you know, as we go through the struggle, we have our ups and downs. We hit those purple patches where we are trusting in God and we do have peace. And once we are at peace, we become agents of peace. And this is, this is kind of the beautiful sweet spot when you're living out your faith well. When you're, when you're in that place of trust and you've got that peace of Jesus in you, become the kind of person who just carries around a peaceful heart. You carry around a peaceful presence with you. You change the climate of turbulence and strife around you. And Jesus said this was possible. This is what we're called to be as his followers, as, as the image bearers of God. When we walk around doing the things he did, trusting the Father as he trusts, to the Father, we we usher in His presence to wherever we go, and the Holy Spirit begins to work through us. People begin to sense the peace that is evident in us, and they go, "Where, where did you get that peace? Where did that peace come from? I want some of that." And it begins to open doors for you to talk to people about faith, about walking with Jesus, about trusting with Jesus, even during a really tumultuous time. And so you become a person of peace. And when you're a person of peace, you're magnetic. People want to be close to you. They want you around because you bring peace into the room. And, and ultimately, they end up wanting that peace and then become more and more open to your story of how you got there. And you know this. You know this from your own experience. Anytime you've ever met a person of peace or you've reached that place of peace yourself, you've realized that... Um, 
peace isn't a, a a place where it's an absence of strife or an absence of hostility. It's it's not that at all. It, the person of peace is someone who carries the quiet assurance of the kingdom of God, and that quiet assurance of the kingdom of God is what the what the world is hungering for. It's why people are working seventy hour long 70 hours a week at a job to try and get as much money as they can so they can retire early is because they think that is going to bring them the assurance that they're looking for the peace that they're looking for they don't realize that it's only found in the kingdom of God it's only found in Jesus and being fully reconciled to him and fully trusting him they want that shalom and when you meet people of peace and you see that they've got that shalom you get hungry for it and you know all followers of Jesus can learn to be like that. You can be like that. We can all learn to have the stillness and the quietness of the kingdom in our soul. The assurance of God has everything planned out. And even though I've got to go through some rough times in life, God is going to walk through that with me. That assurance that in the end, it's all going to be good. Not just okay. It's going to be good. And knowing that that is your ultimate trajectory and that is ultimately where God's taking you, regardless of how this life goes, you become a person of shalom, you become a person of peace. But it takes practice. And this is the one, the one tip I'm giving you today. The practice is this. Learn to trust Jesus just a little bit more this week. Each week, just learn to trust him a little bit more. It's, 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 it's simple baby steps. One step at a time, you get to work, you're a little bit anxious about something. You know what? I'm going to do my best and I'm going to ask Jesus to do the rest. You know, trust Jesus with the results. Whatever it may be, you know, oh, I've got to have this difficult conversation with this person. Well, Lord Jesus, I'm going to pray about it and then I'm going to trust you whether it blows up or whether it reconciles really well. I'm just going to trust you and walk with you through this difficult time. That's your challenge. And, you know, Go out, do it, practice it, and just see what the results are. See if just those little steps of trust this week, next week, coming into the new year, see if they bring more peace into your heart. See if you end this year with a, a sense of deeper well-being than what you had today when you first heard this message. This is the invitation to you today. Hey, let's be still for a moment and invite God's Holy Spirit to rest on each one of us because that's ultimately where the, the vehicle of peace to us. As we surrender more to Jesus, we're ultimately surrendering more to the presence of the Spirit in us. And it's the Spirit that brings that kingdom peace. And so let's welcome Him and ask Him to work in our hearts right now. Holy Spirit, thank you that you're here in each of our rooms, wherever we're watching, doing the will of the Father, bringing the peace of Jesus into the room. Holy Spirit, would you rest on each one of us now and give us a taste of the peace of the kingdom of God. I just encourage you to be in a receptive posture like someone's giving you a gift and receive that from God. If you're someone that doesn't follow Jesus, you don't know the peace of God and that's something you really want right now, I encourage you right now just to say a prayer to Jesus. Say, Jesus, I surrender my life to you. Please forgive me for all the sin I've committed that I know of and that I don't know of. I commit to follow you with the rest of my life. Please fill me with your Holy Spirit. 
you're praying that prayer, I encourage you to text us after this message and number will come up. Text us so we can send you out some resources. We'll send you out a little prayer to pray just in case you didn't really know what to pray and you struggled to find words. And we'll get in touch with you and, and try and help you along this journey. If you're not near us, I encourage you to contact the church nearby you and uh, tell them that you've started to follow Jesus and they'll help you along the journey. But beyond that, I encourage you, if you're sensing the peace of God right now, just to sit where you are and, and enjoy it. Don't go anywhere as I sign off and as I close in prayer. Just be in that place. Let the peace of God wash over you. Bring your burdens to Jesus. Speak to him. Share what's troubling you. And ask him to help you trust him more with that stuff this week. Let me pray over you. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face towards you and give you peace. Hey, thanks for joining me today. Thanks for listening to this word. I hope you found it encouraging and uh, have a great week. Goodbye.